The federal government no longer fears we the people. The political elites in Washington assume that they have all the power. The power to control what you think, what you should believe, and how you should act. With few exceptions, the mainstream media no longer reports to facts. They simply spread the propaganda provided to them by those that wish to withhold the truth from the people. It's time for our voices to be heard. It's time to hold them accountable. Welcome to The Washington Effect. I'm your host, Murray Edwards. On this episode, The Leftover Effects, I want to welcome back Janet Rich Pittman to the show. You may remember Janet joined me on an earlier episode where we discussed the effects of dementia and the potential side effects that might occur from the onslaught efforts that the government and its media outlets made to push and enforce unwarranted vaccine mandates on the people of our country. Welcome back, Janet. It's nice to have you back on the show. Murray, it's so good to be back with you and be back with your listeners. And I'm, I just really enjoy conversing with you and getting the word out and spreading the, spreading the news. And so thank you again for having me. And, you know, we, we have to go back to my background is a dementia healthcare administrator. Um, I w- have been over three dementia lockdown facilities and um, you know, assisted living with dementia. And, and I just couldn't understand everybody dying so, so rapidly and quickly and fast. And they would go from independent living and then a year later they're, they're gone. You know, why, why, what's going on? So I, I got into researching age um, and then I, I just, it took me a couple of years and long story short, I just said, uh, you know, this is a waiting room. I've got to get out. There's, there, there, there are, there are ways out. There's, there are cures and ways that, that these individuals can, they, what they can do and their caregivers can help them and they can reverse their dementia. And so I found a doctor, Dr. Dale Bredesen, and I operate under his protocol. Um, he has the first doctor to scientifically reverse dementia, Alzheimer's in particularly, also um, leaning into Parkinson's and frontal temple dementia and other types of dementia. And that's the issue. What is dementia, right? Dementia is the death of brain cells and th- the death of brain cells that causes intellectual incapacity so you're not able to do things like reasoning and it's not memory yes absolutely it is memory but everybody forgets right it's when you can't remember faces versus names it's when you physically cannot make significant reasons um you can't make good decisions you you don't understand how the world works uh and you're very you become very slow very lethargic and what happens is uh, and again, Alzheimer's is a type of dementia. There are many different dementia diseases. Uh, again, Parkinson's is one. Frontal temporal dementia is one. Multiple sclerosis is one. AIDS is one. Um, I did not know multiple sclerosis was a form of dementia. Yes. I mean, any disease that causes your brain cells to die is, is a, it's dementia. It's a dementia disease, right? Alzheimer's is the majority of the dementia diseases. All right. So... I just couldn't understand again why people were 104 years old, you know, Roger Gentleholm, and he's 104 years old. He's winning the tennis championship for the senior Olympics. And Mr. Smith at 77, one of my residents is, um, and one of my patients, you know, is can't feed himself or get himself out of bed or walk or 
or do as any of his activities ADLs. We call these activities of daily living. Why why he couldn't do his ADLs? And so I just went to, again, hit the research, and and that's how I found Doctor Doctor realized that that aging is a disease. It, it can be a disease. A disease can cause you to age, and so um, age heart more prolifically. And so Doctor Bredesen is the first MD PhD to under scientific study clear medical clear medical clinical trials reverse dementia and he's done it in three studies he's well proven he has three different books he's working on the fourth and there are studies after studies after studies which show how dementia can be reversed and the deal is what causes dementia all right dementia is the death of brain cells well what causes your brain cells to die right and they're they're basically six types of of ways to make your brain cells die inflammation an atrophic factor, we're not getting nutrients up to the brain, and a combination of those two, which is called glycotoxicity. You're, you're inflamed and you're not getting nutrients in. So both of those are glycotoxicity. And then trauma is an issue. Vascular dementia, people having strokes and toxins. There's something abnormal in your body that your body can't flush out and get rid of. And basically, really, though, of, of those six components... Right. Basically, there are three ways that we injure the brain and we cause dementia in the brain. And basically, actually, really, really, I guess, two, we hit the brain. We, we're going to hit the brain with trauma or high childhood experience, which causes PTSD or PTSD from from our war, our war efforts that we've been conglomerated with. Um, or a blood clot, like a blood clot explodes. And that explosion cl- happens in your brain, which causes a stroke. Right. That's it. That's hitting your brain. All right. And then the next thing that is, is it's called the elbow disease. I've, I've, I was networking the other day and a, a lady who owns an IV infusion clinic. She, she said, oh, it's the elbow disease. Like elbow. I don't know this. She's like, yeah, that's what you put in your mouth. You know, you bend your elbow to put your mouth and or really what you breathe in. So so that's what injures our brain, what we put in our bodies or that physicalness that we hit if we hit our brain somehow. And, and all the, these, these six components, or really three basically, they make our glia cells pull away from our neurons. And then our snap cells, which connect the neurons, they wither and, and wither away, shrink and wither away. And then our neurons are just sitting there and they can't connect. So they just kind of slowly die. And that's what causes dementia. When your brain cells are dead or they are so asleep, they, they're, not, they're not waking up. And so you, you hit sorry, something there when you when you were going through symptoms, and this is what's going to lead into more conversations in the show today. Right. Toxins in the body. Yeah. Now, when you start talking about toxins in the body, I mean, that could be things that you eat, uh, things that you drink and things along those lines. Right. But it could also be something that was amazingly injected into a lot of people's bodies over the last two or three years. And when we discussed earlier that, you know, nobody's really ever told the American people what they're getting jabbed with. You know, it's, as I said in the earlier show, some type of genetic alteration that they put in and it's supposed to flush out, you know, after 48 hours or 60 hours or whatever the, the deadline might be. But that is a toxin. And that That's is right. something that your body was really not prepared for. It was never studied. It was put out within, what, three or four months after they created the shot. 
different manufacturers, as you had indicated in the show earlier, that each manufacturer sort of was doing it a different way and nobody really knew what was in, you know, this particular shot. You get it from this particular uh, pharmaceutical company, what was in their shot. And it seems to me that the folks who have subjected their bodies to the shot. Now, I'll be the first one to admit, I never got the shot, never got a booster shot. Don't care if a person wanted to get it, you never heard me say a word about it. But there's people who have now injected things into their body that I think is going to affect the mind. It's going to affect the body. And when you start talking about some of the things that we talked about earlier about what was part of the things that were in this particular shot, it should make anybody and everybody, I guess, a little nervous as to, okay, I, I keep being told that I got to get this, I got to get another booster shot, but we still don't know exactly right. what's in the shot. No one has said anything what was in That's the right. shot. So sort of expand on that a little bit for me, please, ma'am. I'll be glad to. And and, and that's, that's, that's how I got involved was was this fear came upon us. Oh, it's COVID. It's, it's going to kill you. Well, we don't want to have to, I don't want to go into the, how we all got the shot, but we all got the shot. Uh, not all of us, but you know, a vast majority of the people around the world. Okay. It's not a United States issue. This is a global issue. We, we got the shot and what actually is in the shot and the boosters. All right. They're, they're basically two consistencies that we found. And that is a hydrogel, which is a fat encased something hydrogel it's the hydrogen and gel and it's a liquid fat so to speak and then graphene hydroxide which actually co- comes from graphene oxide and that once it's injected it turns into graphene hydroxide and so again we've never had an official list of the ingredients but in the last since we've talked last um and i told you those two those two things are the consistency but what does that hydrogel encompass except for the graphene oxide what else is in there and so we've had i've had a doctor i follow dr anna maria mihalcha she is from romania she's operating she operates she uh works here um has her medical practice here in the united states and she's done a phenomenal amount of research and she helps put the dots together and put all everything together and she put out on her sub stack that she uh, there's an independent testing of 26 items worldwide independent testing that that have come together and and this is what's in there it's an rna sequence from some vials a dna and protein impurities that and that's detected in mass quantities um the third is different heavy metals and rare metals of unknown origin and unknown purpose why the heck are they in there let me give you some of these metals that are in there casium barium cobalt Iron, chromium, titanium, cerium, gadolinum, aluminum, silicon, sulfur, tholium, antimony. Uh, who's, who knows some of these words? I mean, these are new on the periodic table. Sound like you're it, trying to build a uh, battery. Okay. okay. You know, that, you, you said graphite. Uh, isn't graphite made from carbon? That's exactly right. And That's don't exactly the environmentalists, right. aren't they going a little nuts about carbon? You That's know, right. so uh, guess what? We'll just wrap it up in a piece of silicon. We'll get rid of some carbon. We'll just inject it to people. 
Right. Wrap it up, uh, encompass it with a gel so it can get it into your body with fat. Okay, now I'll only give you three items that are in there. There are three more types of items that are in there. This is funny. They, they, they say large structures such as blobs, particles, crystals, flat square shapes, fibers, ribbons, assembly, and moving visible. Um, uh, assembly and movement visible immediately from a frozen state. Different forms of graphene and leftover magnetic beads and i i kind of remember i I seeing some things um on social media about how magnets would be sticking to people i i kind of remember that gee i don't know if you remember that they were talking about uh and this was all the conspiracy theorist uh things that were being shut down that magnets or metal was actually being injected into your body and now whether there was any truth to it you know people say well you can put a magnet to your arm or whatnot and you'll you'll feel it i i don't know anything about that but when you start injecting metals into your bloodstream i wouldn't think that that would be really good for you absolutely so of those items now again there's no consistencies except whatever's in there with the graphene graphene oxide Whatever's in with the graphene oxide is encompassed with this hydrogel, this lip, this component cover of fat. All right, so we get it. So people stick it into their bodies, not once, not twice, sometimes up to four and six times. All right, and so, well, what what happens? What happens when you get that much in your body? And I we talked about last on our last episode about um, Dr. Richard Hill from um, Australia excuse me, Australia. And then we had some other, um, I'm sorry, Richard Hall from Australia. And that's found on Rich Planet TV. And he um, he's from Australia. Then there's another doctor from France. And they both took various different, all the different gels, all the different vaccines they could find. And they in vitroed and they laid them out and they put a camera on them, right? And they fast forwarded it and watched it, and it's self-assembling. This hydrogel is self-assembling, and and so we talked about that last last episode. And so, what I've come upon now is is actually how these self-assembling particles are for the ultimate control of your memory and your brain action. Now, let me kind of let me kind of de- deep deepen into that a little bit it I, I read yeah i read this article and and this study um and i go back it's basically from dr hildregard staniger and she presented this at the annual war council of the national solutions foundation and um her talk was derailing the genocidal agenda um but anyway she talks about how she found a non she found a number of, of non-cancerous brain tumors and before we go into her let, let's kind of go back let me let me backtrack just a minute if you'll if you'll excuse me and the, uh, we talked about how the only thing consistent that we found in the shot is the graphene oxide encased in the hydrogel all right so when you get that item into your body it's gonna go and find you know like wants to be around like you know that's just human nature and that's just the way the universe kind of works so it's fat enclosed. It's going to go, it's going to travel once it gets in your blood. It's going to travel to where there's the most fat sections of your body. And that, number one, your brain has the most fat of any component on your body. 
Um, it's made of 60% fat, your brain is. All right. And then, then your heart and your light, your encompassment, your lining of your heart is it's fat. And then the next uh, organ that has the most fat or your testes or your ovaries. And then it's going to go to your adrenal glands, which are on the top of your kidneys that help cultivate energy. And then the last, basically one fat contained organ that we have are our intestines, the lining of our intestines. All right. So this, this shot is going to go to one of these organs or it's going to go to all of them and it's going to slowly degrade your immune system. And, and so it, like you said earlier, we mentioned it earlier together. It's a talk. We've got a talk, these toxins in our body and they're going to go wherever we've got the most fat and they're going to start degrading our, our immunity. And not only are they going to degrade, things are going to start happening. Like we've been seeing cancer just shoot through the roof. Problems with childbearing issues, problems with conceiving, all these heart attacks we're having and strokes we're having. Just like your friend had had a horrible stroke. So it's just an issue of degrading of our fat, fatty organs. Now, going back to Dr. Straniger, Hilregard Straniger, she talks about how basically what's really happening is um, in this study, she, she did this com- complete study, brain study, and she found all these non-cancerous brain tumors, non-cancerous. She couldn't understand what, what's in them, what's going on. And really what it turns out is they are called mesogens. These are liquid crystal mesogens. Um, and, and this is a, an advanced nanomaterial. And it's a, what she calls, it's a brain chip sensor for a brain computer interface. A brain computer interface. And it's not only found, she found it not only in brains, but she also found it in nasal passages of some individuals. The majority of it were in the, in the brain, she found, but others in the nasal passages. And, and so then I'm, I want to keep reading in her study. She says that mesogenic, it refers to a, a being in a host. It's a, a parasite that infects a host and it is incapable of taking over. I mean, it is capable of taking over. So in other words, the host parasite relationship evolves where the parasite dominates the host. And and it's it's because of the liquid crystal phase that we have this hydrogel in. And it's and she goes down and she talks about other nano architectural is designed for smart functions so that um, we can target organs of your design choice. Uh, uh, okay, organs, brain, heart, reproductive organs. Um, it's just incredible. And she talks about how this mesogenic payload of the crystals can be unreactive until triggered into activation for their ultimate purpose. That's, she says that that, she uh, says, that sort of takes you down a whole lot of different paths. All right, here's what she said. Sorry thinking about that. That's right. Here's what she says. She says, this is the new nano medicine. She says we can, we, we can interact with smart Wi-Fi communication systems. It can be used as a weapon, as an industrial espionage device, or a component for mind body control. I, I mean, oh my gosh. 
it's just it's hard it's just so hard to comprehend that this is actually happening and this is in our bodies and this is in our brains and i guess we kind of see this right because everybody's having the heart attacks everybody's having the the brain tumors and the cancer taking off it comes to well why does this happen to some people but not to others and it's um it's it just really makes you want to stop and think why is this going on and she talks about how let me quote this we have a brain with interfaces with with computers through transitional and piezoelectric metallic materials and they these materials can be in the form of a gel a tube a claw a hook a fiber or even a wire but they all exist under the penumbra or the name nano and these nanowires are now being I'm quoting here okay these nanowires are now being used in brain chips for human brain so a person can read the thoughts of another or transfer his thoughts it's just low yeah when yeah, they I mean, started talking about that with the onslaught now of artificial intelligence or as is our vice president says it's only two, it's it's two letters i but uh we're getting into a situation there to me it seems like maybe they're looking at some form of fashion and i'm probably going off the deep end when i say this so some of the folks don't i have i'm not going crazy folks i'm just thinking out loud that it's going to be uh human programming that if if it's to that extent and we're talking nanotechnologies i i have a tech background so i know all about microchips and things like that they're not to the point to where they want to, they don't have to inject microchips anymore if they're injecting something that's got a nanotechnology to it and when it gets into your body as you said we don't know exactly where it's going to go to go to the brain go to your stomach go to your heart there could be some uh, devious things done let me by let me folks who uh, don't have a lot of people's good intent at heart that's exactly right this is this she she finishes here she says that these nano wires tubes or other similar materials can function as sensors transducers actuators and other related devices that are utilized in neurological mechanical device application or internal biological monitoring systems. And I'll I'll give you the URL on this report and people can go and look at it. I mean, I'm not talking. I mean, how can I make up these kind of words, you know? <laughs> but here's here's what kind of set me off. Because okay, we, so we've got this many people have this system in their brains. All right? And it has the op- oper- opportunity to activate, you know, to to be reactive to something. We don't know. And she says that in the activation and design of the functional strength and or, si- and or size, the references could be pH, your pH levels, electronic frequency, and the frequency, different types of frequency. That these all play a vital role in the nanomaterial building. So that says to me, okay, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to detox. I'm going to get this stuff out of my brain and I'm not going to let it function. And I, I think I could, we could go on and on and on about what's going on and what's doing. And, sure. and 
we can talk about the, the fluorine and the chlorine and the bromine, the iodine. We can talk about all these halogens she says are in there too. But, but basically what she's telling us is, and this is what you call smart biotechnology, right? It's like, um, half mechanical and half chemical, biological chemicals, right? right. And, and so, even though we have all this, and it's proven, okay, we, we've got these studies that tell us we've got metals in our brain, these graphene, hydroxide, and all these other chemicals are in our brain. Well, let's get them out and let's detox. And I think... So, I, how you, you used the term detox. How is a person going to be in a situation where they can detox that stuff out of their body? Well... That's right. So that's why you got to, you got to, you got to kind of have an, a very open mind here and you've got to have the want to understand more, not only of what's happening of this situation, but also a, an understanding of you and your body. And really there are basically two ways to detox. There is purification and detoxification, right? We want to get we're going to purify our relationship with God and then detox. We've got to work out these chemicals and dissolve these chemicals. And what the key that she said was, quote unquote, it's designed from, uh, excuse me, the, the activation design and the strength and size are all dependent on pH balance and the electromag- electronic magnetic frequency and the frequency types. So that tells me pH balance. Well, why are we all fat? Why are we all chronically ill? Because our we're not eating the right foods. We don't have the right pH balance in our bodies. And if and if you think I'm crazy, get your fanny over to the drugstore and buy you some pH strips and pee on it, and and that'll tell you how how way off you are if you're super alkaline. And that's what uh, su- super acidic. And most people are super acidic. We've got to get back in balance. We've got to get our bodies back in balance. We've got to get our brain back in balance. We've got to get this stuff out of us. And so you can do that through a maraud of, of activities. Diet is absolutely one of them. Good sleep, the ability to physically exercise and to stimulate your brain, brain stimulation, brain exercises. Depending on your level of health, we need to get all, if people who are on 21.8 to 21.10, medicines a day or, or, you know, eight, eight in the morning and two at noon and five at night, you know, is that really helping you? Is that really, or is that a toxin that's degrading your body? You know, COVID of all things has, has told us that it's not the doctor's fault, but we've truly been lied to. We've truly been lied to. And so, um, you know, what, what entity in their right medical mind and their right moral mind is going to have the ability to say, oh, just take that shot. You'll be fine. It's nothing. It's good. We all need it. We, we need electronic components in our brain. What? Well, I mean, we get, you know, that was part of, you know, the initial episode was what the federal government and the media did successfully was explain things in a way that they were able to, I'll just use the term brainwash. They did. I know people still to this day that, well, the government told me I needed to do this and whatever media outlet they were listening to told them that I've got to do this. And if I don't, then I'm a bad person. I'm a hypocrite or 
however, whatever term you want to use on it, but it's still going on today. You, you, if you haven't gotten the shot, I happen to be listening to a little bit of uh, one of the hearings this morning before the sh- we, we recorded the show. And I was stunned at how one particular side of the aisle was attacking a, a gentleman who was basically just pointing out obvious facts that what people were being told was not true. So you've got one side of the aisle who was determined that the average person does not know what they're doing. And we, as the government, you must listen to us or you must listen to our minions, which is the media, uh, and their other talking heads. Because it was obvious in that particular hearing that they have no desire to hear what this other individual uh, was saying and all he was doing was speaking honest facts and what we have to do uh, is to at least give people the options to wake up to educate themselves to inform themselves they may not agree I don't agree with a lot of things that people tell me but I will go do my research if, if I have any kind of questions I'll at least go do a little bit of research and says you know what change that makes sense I might want to do that uh, yeah, instead yeah. of just staring at something or just reading something and refusing to open your mind up to the fact that not everybody's being honest with you. Uh, they want the situation to where you will be beholding to them. I think we're in a situation now to where we're a divided country. And we have to be in a situation to where folks like yourself can come on and say, you know, here's what I have found. My research is telling me this and at least be able to get that word out to people and let them, again, do their own research to make up their own minds. That's not that's happening right. right now. That's right. And that's the first thing is to have an open mind, right? D- just know, all, take, take all the, the caps off. You know, anything is possible. Have an open mind and, and then believe in yourself that you can you know be have the confidence to to succeed your own self not you know not count on the government not count on the doctor down the you know that you your general practitioner count you use everybody you can for help right but don't rely rely only on yourself and your knowledge and and be responsible for yourself and responsible for your health i mean you know when you eat that bag of doritos you don't need to be eating that that bag of doritos oh plus me <laughs> no, well, I'm, you know, it's serious. I mean, you know, that it's, it's big. What is, the, I read an article and I'm sorry, I can't quote it now, but I can later in regard to, they are putting in my state, they've not done beef yet, but they have put the a, a hydrogel in pork and in chicken, not in beef. That's my understanding from the Cattlemen's Association, but this hydrogel, I mean, Okay, why? So, so as a consequence, and I, I researched it, right? And I figured out it's not in cattle. Well, so I go and buy a quarter of a beef. You, you see, I mean, these are ways that you can operate to counter it, to take responsibility. And the first thing I want to say to Murray is, you know, if you, if, if you listener there has gotten the shot, don't dog yourself. I mean, don't degrade yourself. Just accept it and let's go forward. Um, yes, it's a slap in the face, but we've got to wake up and we've got to take action. I mean, this is your life. Our lives are at stake here. Absolutely. And so 
you know, again, the number one action is going going back to the study. The main activation, right, is the the pH balance and the frequency. So we can take control of the of our pH balance. We can better, our, and we all know we're, we're not eating right. We all know something's wrong. Our A1C is high. Our sugar is high. We got to get rid of the sugar. We've got to get get our body in balance. All right, that's number one. And your brain, your brain needs to be in balance. I mean that all of all of my patients and my participants that I help reverse dementia, the first thing we do is go low carb, and we work on a in a on a keto diet. And I can certainly you know help and talk about that. If, if I need to in, in the future, but but that, that that's basically we've got to get low carb, get the sugar out of us, and and degrade the acid and get back to a good a good balance of acid and pH. And then the next thing is frequency. So I'm really concerned, and I'm really concerned about all these five G towers that are popping up. I had a doctor the other day. I was listening to her podcast, and she says, "Look, six G is going to fry our DNA. We cannot accept six G." And then I look on the TV, and it's got uh, one of the cell carriers, and I says, "Oh, it's the ten G." I'm like, "What? Ten G?" I was like, "What?" And he finally had. To, see, it's all confusion, right? So I went, I went directly to them, to my represent or the representative of that company, and I called him, and he said, "Oh no, that's ten generation. That's not ten G." Well, I didn't know. Nobody else knows. We've got to, we've got to stay alert, right? We've got to be on our our tiptoes about all this. So frequency is an issue, and I'm really, I'm really concerned about that, Murray. And I want to, I want to express this concern to your listeners and see if there's something people can do about it. Who? Who said it was okay to put up 5G towers? We're working great in 4G. Why do we need 5G? 5G is to connect our brain and the computers together. It's to connect the internet of things to the internet of your thoughts. We don't need an internet of thoughts. You get back to the point of control and power. You know, how long 5G's been in the process? I, I think just about everywhere now uh, when you see a map of a carrier they've got 5g everywhere now i've got an old generation phone it's not going to accept 5g until it burns up it'll stay a, a 4g telephone uh, unless the carriers themselves decided well your phone's too old so therefore it's not going to work anymore so you must trade it in for a a new phone perfectly content with my three or four year old telephone but you would hate to think but you have to think sometimes that with some of the things that are going on, it's all been planned. It's all been, they're working on something that, you know, we as folks who try to do the right thing, we're not going to have any control over the situation unless we stand up and say, no, uh, I'm not going to do that. But we're at a crossroads. I mean, we, we're at a situation now to where I mentioned uh, artificial intelligence. That that particular piece of the pie has come on like a banshee over the last six months. Uh, it's just amazing. TV shows showing 5G robots that people, you know, walking up and down and some of the things that these machines are going to be able to do. I typed in a word the other day just to play around with one of the AI programs. 
said, get, tell me the difference between this and this. And within a second or two, it started spitting out the results. And I mean, it's perfectly worded. You could sit there and turn around and put it in an article in the newspaper and nobody would ever know the difference. So, you know, how people are going to have to be more aware that again, you hate to think that this is an overall plan by a bunch of different people. But when you start listening to some of these higher level folks and, and people will know who I'm talking about when I talk about the World Economic Forum and they start talking about the war, the uh, new world order. You know, years ago, people would say, oh, good gosh, Marie, you're talking nonsense. That stuff's not real. Go read some of the articles that are being put out by, Swa uh, by Klaus Schwab. But go read some of the articles that are being put out by Mr. Gates. Uh, you know, from that standpoint, they want to control from everything that you buy, everything that you own, everything that you eat. Uh, I'm not going to eat a bug and I'm not in the mood to eat processed hamburger meat or chicken. I don't care if it looks like it or not. I don't think what they put in it is really very good for you. We talk about toxins. What is going to be in this artificial meat? When you buy a steak, you got a steak. When you buy a steak that's been manufactured by some plant someplace, you have no earthly idea what's in that. Huh? So it can't be good for you. Murray, you're exactly right. And and you're talking about the higher ups that be. Well, let me just kind of tell you who those higher ups that be are and and who, who are really the instigators of this COVID issue. And I follow Dr. Lee Merritt, and she is a retired, actually COVID shut her down. She's a, a um, now she has a site called themedicalrebel.com, and she has researched COVID, and it's taken her down these, takes her down these rabbit holes. She's just phenomenal. She is a, a again, a retired medical spinal surgeon, I got her training in the military, uh, in in the Navy actually, and then she served on the Navy board in the in the White House in the Pentagon on creating web new feature weapons. Um, she's no longer on that. And then she practiced spinal surgery for about I don't know fifteen years, and then she was in private practice. And then again, COVID shut her down. But so she has gone on this knockdown, drag out, no holes barred research. And she gets on her podcast and she goes to town. And I wrote these statistics. She said, we've got, this is a war, an information war. And it's a war on many fronts, the border, transgender, children smuggling, elections, on and on we can go down. But but you and I are specifically talking about COVID. And, and the people who have controlled all this, she says, she did the research and she says she found Gottfelder. He is a Switzerland, a Swi the Switzerland government contracted him and his, his economic company. He's an econo economist and he said that he, he pumped all this data into supercomputer. This is now, this was in 2011. And so the, the, the statistics might be a bit off, but just a bit. Because what she says that he found is that 137 million companies encompass the e economic activity of the world. Of the world, 137 million companies. And he was able to funnel that down, that that is owned by 147 companies. And of those 147 companies, they are owned 
by 10 banks, banking companies. And those 10 banking companies are funded by four different funds. And we know who those funds are. Uh, right off the top going. of my head. I, I know where we're going. BlackRock. Um, oh, gosh. The other ones. Uh, you got BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, and I'm blank. There is one more. But yeah, the, there's the, one more. The main, three, the main three are BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. Right. So okay. Van, BlackRock has now come out and said, uh, and we're, we're getting into a little different topic. Uh, it ties into ESG a little bit, but what BlackRock right. has done is because ESG now has become such a toxic word, they're not going to use that term anymore. So it's not that they're not going to abide by it. It just means that the people at BlackRock are now being told we, we don't want to use the term ESG anymore because it's a political hot potato. Uh, All right, let's circle. All right, let's circle back around and come back into COVID and the shot and sure. and these nanoparticles, the, these little brain chips that are in our brains corresponding to the internet. All right, so, and who owns it and who's responsible for all this? And, and frequencies, you know, we're talking about pH balance and frequencies are the, are the activating triggers. All right, so now coming back to the four companies, who, who all is responsible for this? And the, the four, I'm sorry, the four funds, we talked about just a minute, BlackRock and the others. Those are controlled by 150 men. Women need not apply, she says. And and then basically that comes down to about um, th- their minions encompassing a, a roughly 300 individuals. And we all have heard maybe of, of was it Colin Farrell who talked about the uh, committee of 300? There's a, a book about that and talks some more about that. Anyway, the point is coming back to frequency and how... 5G is what we need to connect our brain to the to the internet and computer systems for control. And the fact that we've got to take a stand. We've got to get rid of this 5G. We got we've got to let people know. We've got to we've got to have everybody understand that that they've got to be awake and aware and we've got to fight this. And it, it's not now I know you're heavily involved politically, Murray, but I think at this point we've got to wake up and say this is not a Republican and a Democratic issue any longer. No, the cor- no. the corruption is so phenomenal across both party sides. It's a it's an individual I've got to survive issue. This is I think I think what we're up against, Murray, is truly apocalyptic. All right, and what is a po- what is what is an apocalypse? An apocalypse is an awakening. An opening of the mind. And I just feel like that's what we've got to do. We've got to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's to the point now that it's it's us against them. And the them are, as I lovingly call the folks who sit up on top of the hills and look down on, into the valley. People on the top of the hill don't quite understand, well, why are the people down in the valley so mad? Because you're telling them us because I don't live up on top of any hill. You must abide by you know what we're saying and what we're doing. And if you don't, then we're going to sort of hold you accountable to it. And the way we hold you accountable to it, you might not like it in the long run. Isn't that like a slave-master relationship? Well, absolutely. There's no other way to look at it. 
Janet, once again, thank you for joining me today, and I'm looking forward to you being on future episodes of The Washington Effect. I'll be providing Janet's contact information in the write-up of the show and would suggest that if anyone has a question on dementia or how toxins in your mind and body could potentially affect you in the future, reach out to Janet. She'll be happy to assist. To wrap up the show today, here are a few interesting data points that you might not be aware of. As you may know, the members of the military were mandated to take the COVID-19 shot. Cases of myocarditis soared among U.S. service members in 2021 after the COVID-19 vaccines were rolled out. A top Pentagon official has confirmed that there were 275 cases of myocarditis in 2021. That's a 151% spike from the annual average from 2016 to 2020. A conservative public interest advocacy group defending the Republic has obtained almost 15,000 pages of the Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine clinical data, claiming that the data showed utter lack of thoroughness of the trials and caused the vaccine safety into serious doubt. A federal judge in Texas ordered the FDA to make public the data it relied on to license the COVID-19 vaccines at an accelerated rate, requiring all documents to be made public by mid-2025, rather than as the FDA had wanted, over the course of 23 and a half years. In January of 2022, the federal judge forced the FDA to produce all data on Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for those aged 16 and older at a rate of 55,000 pages per month or faster than the 75 years the agency had sought. Currently, more than 55 million people have dementia worldwide, over 60% of them who lived in lower and middle income countries. Every year, there are nearly 10 million new cases. Dementia results in a variety of diseases and injuries that affect the brain. Alzheimer's disease is the most common form of dementia, and it may contribute to 60 to 70% of the cases. Dementia is currently the seventh leading cause of death and one of the major causes of disability and dependency among older people globally. In a recent study by the Alzheimer's organization performed by Blue Cross Blue Shield, the number of individuals developing Alzheimer's disease has recently tripled among those aged 30 to 64. Blue Cross Blue Shield researchers found that the rates of disease increased 373% in the 30 to 44 age bracket, 311% in the 45 to 54 age bracket, and 143% in the 55 to 64 age bracket. Is this just a coincidence? It doesn't seem so. Until next time, do your research and take absolutely nothing for granted about what the government agencies and their minions try to get you to believe. This is Murray Edwards, and thank you for joining us today on The Washington Effect.